You turn that thing off right now. No way, I'm just about to win. Mark, hit me. Mark, you are out of control. No, I'm not out of control. You can't be a master of the universe if you're out of control. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Shows that sucked and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode the podcast that takes on serious issues that are plaguing our society. <laughs> I'm your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner. Um, I'd like to introduce my co-host. Now, why would I need the Playboy channel when I have you, David? Uh, did, did you say something, Ryan? Will you put that down, David? I, I'm going to get to the next level. David, put it down. Uh, all right. What, what, what's going on? I was actually going to prompt Gary to do that <laughs> joke. <laughs> I have two controllers with an arm reach. Right? So the, um, you take your choice. Uh, I'm David Bitsenoffer. I think that's what you're asking, right? Uh, not anymore. Oh, man. And I do try to get the Playboy channel, too. We have a uh, very special guest this week. After a tough day at the beauty shop, <laughs> he's been so kind as to join us. Please introduce yourself. I'm, I'm Gary Butterfield. They hired me as a a, a warning, a dark portent of <laughs> beauty, <laughs> like a, a real like what not to do. Uh, don't, ladies, don't give yourself the like fifty year old lesbian aunt haircut that I've got, and uh, you know, for God's sakes, clean up your sloppy gut. Uh, I'm Gary Butterfield of uh, of podcast. Do you want to tell us more about that? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Let's derail things. It's possible that a couple people who listen to podcasts haven't heard yours. Oh, it's, I, it's doubtful. It's, but... ext- it's extremely likely. <laughs> I'm like, you may know me from Serial and Radiotopia's. Uh... Yeah, this week's guest host, Ira Glass. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why it's called Step by Step. Um, the, uh, no, I'm Gary Butterfield from the uh, DuckFeed uh, TV network of podcasts. Uh, watch out for fireballs and bonfires I chat and the like. And uh, if you have skipped over the title of this episode for some reason, it'll become clear to you in mere moments why we've asked Gary onto this episode. <laughs> this week we are reviewing Step by Step, Season 3, Episode 6, Video Mania. And you guessed it, it's because Patrick Duffy is my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> Not according to a out-of-court settlement. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, this episode, um, can I get a moment? Can we be serious for a moment? Yeah. It deals with a very serious issue that I think we've all struggled with. (laughs) I know I have. (laughs) We should talk about all the things that could have been if we haven't all (laughs) suffered from the affliction called video game addiction. It's uh, actually, it's ruined your life, right, Gary? Uh, More or less. Like, I, I sometimes legitimately think about all of the things I could do and all the skills I would have uh, if I had any of any and all of that time back. You would have built uh, that boat? I would have <laughs> yeah. Sailed around the world? You got me pegged for a boat boy, and you're right. Like, it is, uh, like, I've always it's, wanted to uh, to set sail. Uh, it's the haircut. It is. It's my boat boy. I, I, I went into the barbershop and said, give me a boat boy. And they said, excuse me? That is a dreadful euphemism, sir. And I said, well... Um, 
Yeah, no, it is. Uh, I do think about that when I was younger, and this is true. When I was younger, uh, my mother, uh, when I would play Nintendo, um, I would get really hyped up from playing mm-hmm. Nintendo, and my mom called it Nintendo Fever <laughs> and would limit my time because of Nintendo Fever. Like, no joke. Yeah. Like, you're going to get that Nintendo Fever. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Uh, I'll stop playing Trojan. The reason we uh, invited you on here because we're big fans of Watch Out for Fireballs. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm actually a bigger fan of Abject Suffering. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, I, I like uh, now that we 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 moved that show up in the rankings by retiring a show. Yeah. So that's now our second most popular show now that we are getting rid of one. So default, um, default. Yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah. We we recorded that today, and I think we 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 have a. Uh, a good one if you're into the like us us self consciously talking about piss. Yeah. Like it's like a lot of piss. Chad. <laughs> you know, like it's, urine? Oh yeah. Like the real know. gold and stuff. Like it is uh it's it's real like it digresses into bodily functions chat like pretty quick and in a way that kinda makes me feel a little bit ashamed, but also like well, gotta follow s- your muse. We strive to keep it clean on this podcast. Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, oh. I think I think I'll just stick with watch out for fireballs. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, well, you're gonna you're missing a lot of important facts about your body, and, and, and like. Well, I've been thinking about all the things I would get done if I didn't listen to so many podcasts. <laughs> a podcast fever. So uh, before we get into it, uh, it's hard to summarize this episode. Um, this one, I remember seeing this as a kid, and it sort of isn't a very special episode until the last two minutes. Yeah. And this is probably the most debatable whether or not it's actually a very special episode at all that mm. we've done so far. I think it is, because it gets serious at the end. But essentially, what, one thing I really struggle with with this show is there's too many kids. Yeah. And I can't keep track, so it's Mark, right? Mark yes. is the nerd kid. Oh, yeah. So he essentially um, is given a video game system... And uh, he gets obsessed with it, is the main plot, the special episode plot. And then the subplot is what, like, the, the guy who lives in the... <laughs> the, uh, par- the guy who lives in their parking space the gets a man. cold. The code man, yeah. <laughs> so we'll get into that in a second. Well, first, before we really get into the show, uh, Gary, what's your relationship with the show Step by Step? Um, I feel like I've, I've probably only watched one or two episodes of this. I don't have the same kind of uh, sitcom affection that I know mm-hmm. that, that you guys do in general. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, so this is uh, if I watched this when it came out, I remember the theme song, and that's really about oh, it, yeah. and the, the premise. Uh, and then I watched this, and I, I wrote down notes, and multiple notes just say like, "God, what a nightmare family this would be!" And how does anyone do anything in this nightmare house? So like, there's a there's an incredibly creepy scene later, and not to spoil it, but where like one character is trying to read, and the other person is just like joylessly playing with a slinky right in her ear. <laughs> shot goes uninterrupted for like you know, 20 seconds yeah. like, what is this like lynchian like art fuckhouse that like well how would you live here how would you do this why do these people like each other i don't uh why are they a family this episode was directed by david lynch yeah oh shit yeah it explains the cameo so right. you're pretty much this pretty much is just totally out of left field for you is what you're saying. Pretty, pretty out of left field i knew the premise and that's that's really it well because it's the brady bunch yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I know the premise of the Brady Bunch. I I know the premise of Step by Step because I saw the opening credits of the Brady Bunch. Yes, that was what? one question I have about this show: is are the exes dead? Uh, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. that's the only like wholesome family way to have two yeah. families come together is if the spouses are have died. Yeah. What if, what if they were participating in a sub Step by Step? 
Like they were initially uh, married to each other and were going to take mm. the kids and then they died. So there was this uh, this whole, you know, <laughs> mini step by step, like t- stepladder by stepladder, like this tiny, like little smaller version of it. I can't even. It's like a, a riddle wrapped up in an enigma. It, it, it definitely is. It's it's weird what, you know, that the uh, the other parents are not in the children's lives at all, though. Like, so they have to be dead because did they ever visit in the Wikipedia? Uh, right. It didn't seem like it. I don't remember. Well, we'll get to my my knowledge of the yeah. show in a minute. But David, what about you? What's your relationship with Step by uh, Step? Like most sitcoms, I watched way too much of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this one that your sister would watch? So you just would watch, or is this one that you watched no, yourself? I remember because that's all about TGIF. So I remember watching yeah. the pilot episode. And oh, okay. So can you give us some context then? Because we're a little lost. Well, it, it's fortunate because I read some article about this and like a year ago or something. And I forget, like it just mentioned step-by-step and it made me think. And with step-by-step, I have what I call Charles in Charge Syndrome, which is I remember the show, yet can't remember how it existed or why anything. Mm-hmm. Like, what was even a plot? <laughs> like, what, what like were Charles there jokes? Like. Like, I remember Charles in charge. He was in charge of these kids, but I don't know what they constructed <laughs> plots out of or anything. And What's the governing body that puts Charles in charge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who did put Charles in charge? Yeah. I, no, I remember watching Charles in charge and then seeing that movie Zapped on yeah, TV and being really confused <laughs> that he had the same actor play his best friend mm-hmm. in both of those. I was like, what? Why? Yeah, How can man. it be in both? But it's, it's not the same characters. It, like, it is. It's the extended Zaptiverse. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, there were way it all goes together. They were like, people want more Zapped. That's what they want. <laughs> Uh, so it led me down a rabbit hole where I was like, all right, I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life. What's one more? So I watched the pilot again. Uh-huh. And, uh, Wait, like this week? Like you no, just No, no, this was like a year ago, but I just, oh, remember, okay. and I think it was part of it was just how creepy the premise really is because Patrick Duffy like stalks Suzanne Summers basically. And like he knew... Like, he, like, saw her at the beauty shop, and this is all kind of off-camera, because they just start talking about it, but he, uh-huh. like, stalked her at the beauty shop and wanted to get with her, and then learned she was taking a trip to Jamaica. Yeah, so I, then, that's what I was going to say, is I remember them getting together, like, on a trip somewhere. Yeah, okay. so then he booked it, and she thought that it was just a coincidence that he was there, but okay. he actually knew she would be there, and somehow coaxed her into getting married in Jamaica, Okay. And this all happens without their kids not even know they ever like dated or anything. So they basically yeah. come home and just they didn't date. Just say, "Hey, you've got a new family now, kids. Hope you enjoy this." And then smash them together. And shockingly, they already hated each other before they moved in because they knew each other. Oh, because they knew each other. Yeah, because oh. they went to school together. It's like okay, so you go to school with some dickhead, and then the next day you just learn they're your stepbrother now and <laughs> you share like, your room. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing I couldn't quite. I think I could do it. But I'm not... Who is whose kids? Uh, let's see. I do know. This is... See, you talk about... Are there, what, are there six kids? Now you're is making me think kids? of... There's six like, kids and a nephew. You're making me think okay. of what I could have known if I don't have all this crap knowledge. Wait, it. okay. Because Mark is the Urkel kid. Yeah. And he's <laughs> Suzanne Summer's Mark kid. Mark is Suzanne Summer's kid. And then Dana... Dana is Suzanne Summer's kid. And then yeah. the oldest... What's her name? The brunette... Uh, I should have looked that up. Like the vain one. Yeah, yeah. She's Suzanne Summers' kid. I re- the rest oh, she is. Because they don't seem like they're sisters. Yeah, they're supposed to be kind of opposites, but, you know. Karen. Karen's her yeah, name I've written down. 
Because I kept having scenes come on and being like, oh, I don't know their name, and then they would say it at some point in the scene. So then JT. JT, Al. And then Al is the girl. Yeah. And then that little kid who is, like, totally unremarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's a real bully. Yeah, like, yeah, they're all bullies. Like all yeah. the all Patrick Duffy's kids are bullies. Yeah, they're like jockey or... kids, and yeah. then Suzanne Summers' kids are like smart, except the oldest it's daughter, kind of who's vain, like, but I... is into looks. And Patrick Duffy's kid don't care about looks either. They they just care about I don't know wearing flannels. The the note yeah. that I have here is: What if a family of cruel morons joined up with a family of nerds who will die early from stress? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think is the premise of That's this show. Pretty much it. And then Cody is the nephew of Patrick Duffy. I should learn the character's name, but whatever. No, whatever. There'd be more brain cells I lose. So uh, you already have Patrick Duffy in your brain. Like, you want to you want to add to that? Um, so you used to watch this a lot. Is what you're saying? Yeah, and then I remember this is one of those uh, basically like family matters where one of the side characters becomes the main focus of the show because I think yeah. later on it's just all about Cody. But I think pretty intentionally. I think I feel like they sort of forced it. I don't know if that was really Maybe. like he was fan... just like a guest star a few times like early on, and I think he just was became so popular. They're like, all right, then it was just all about him. Well, I feel like because I always felt like he was just like a. Um... A Keanu Reeves type mm-hmm. of a character, like mm-hmm. and like that Joey I always, Blossom. yeah, like whoa, hunk. yeah. I always felt like he was like a forced attempt to have a popular extra character, and whether or not fans really believed it, they just kind of forced that idea onto you. Mm. But maybe that was just my own experience as a person who watched the show. And then I ended up like seeing like Kickboxer Four or something, and it oh, stars yeah. like Cody yeah. as yep. the titular kickboxer, and I, mm-hmm. my mind was blown. But he's apparently a shithead, I think. And then didn't he like beat up his wife yeah. or something? Yeah, <laughs> we just learned Urkel did the same thing. Where yeah, <laughs> we just had just today we had a whole Twitter ex- exchange where we learned all this bad stuff about Urkel. <laughs> oh man. That you got that incriminating good. picture, right? Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you know, you think after he starred in Who Got the Potato Salad, he would <laughs> he would be at peace. We should watch that sometime. I've I've almost rented that a thousand times. Back when there were video stores, I was like, I gotta watch this. I'm I'm sure it's streaming on something that yeah. I am currently paying for. So, so I remember being a kid, and like the the greatest. Friday night imaginable was if I could get my mom to take me to Taco Bell and then to Blockbuster Video to rent a video game and then go home, play it for a little while till TJF came on, watch probably all of it. There might have been one or two shows I wasn't into. And then you just eat Taco Bell and play Sega Genesis, watch TJF. I was like, there was no better night than that. So I was never into this show, but it was just part of the lineup. Yeah. Like my all-time TGIF is easy, easy family matters, no competition. But um, so yeah, this one was like a cheap Brady Bunch, and then all the characters are sort of like uh, nobody's really developed. Ooh, this is my question for you though, David. If you grew up watching this, who did you most want to have sex with? I think in. Part of it was probably we were in the same age range. It was Al. Mm-hmm. 
But I can't say much now because she's super young and now I'm super old. I know, right? That's always weird because you're like, no, but I was 12. (laughs) That's the thing about TJF stars is they stay the same age. (laughs) I know. You just keep getting older. But I do remember that Al gets very attractive as she gets older. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was always secretly, I'll admit it here on a public forum, but I was always secretly into Dana. She's just very um, alluring to me. And she's supposed to be like the grouchy, no fun, smart girl, but maybe that kind of is something Uh, I wasn't opposed. I mean, even to this day, I'm always like, I'm always like, ooh, Dana, like, ugh. Yeah, a real Dana type. And then, is there like sexual tension between Dana and Cody? Is that right? Uh, I feel like there is. Cody's like the Urkel to Dana's Laura. I think that's just what's going on. Okay. So, and I think it's even creepier because I'm pretty sure she's in high school and he's at least out of, I don't know, he's living out of a trailer. I don't think. he... Yes, what's what's the minimum age to live out of a parking lot? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he lives in a van in their driveway. Yeah. is my yeah. my understanding. Mm-hmm. But he gets, I guess, he gets to use their shower and their washer and dryer and stuff. Mobile satellite house. Yeah, that he gets to live in. So it's basically like, yes, it's okay, boy who wants to fuck my teenage daughter. You can live in our driveway. Uh, well, she's not biologically. My, I feel like this whole show is rife with uh, <laughs> biological exceptions for yeah. grossness. Where it's like, well, they're not biologically. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not biologically my family, so it's not. It's not gross. Well, it's funny too because it's the Brady Bunch, and then it's like two actors past their prime mm-hmm. from popular shows. So it's Suzanne Somers from Three's Company and Patrick Duffy from Dallas, yeah. and then a bunch of real ugly kids. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, my current landlord looks a lot like Patrick Duffy. No. Are you sure? Are you, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure at all. Like it, it could be a, like a very very reasonable trajectory for Patrick Duffy. To where he got done with step by step and became a yeah. mediocre photographer. Like why not? You know, yeah. I wonder what Patrick Duffy's doing right now. So there was a time I think we're all a little bit young for this, but there was a time where Patrick Duffy was like one of the hottest actors on television. Yeah, as in looks wise or just popularity wise. Both, yeah. <laughs> I know he was a sex symbol, and that always weirded me out when I heard that because I just knew him from step by step, and he seemed so patriarchal. Well, one thing that's weird about this show is it's there's a lot of uh, allusions to how much sex the parents have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what's keeping them together, I think. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. that was a big note that I had is like, why does anyone here like each other? Why is anyone here a family? And I think it's just like fucking, mm, you know, like that, just like hormones. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, they, you know, they just got that that chemistry. Like, it's it's weird because uh, even for them being kind of an odd couple, like Duffy is playing weirdly against type. Like he's hmm. supposed to be like a like a like a slob and kind of like a Tim Allen figure mm-hmm. yeah. in this. Like he just likes sports and, and farting around. Uh and he doesn't really act like that either. He doesn't act like anything. He's not a particularly good character. <laughs> I think he's probably in the fiction just like fucking hung like a horse. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, that's like the only that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, that's that's the only thing he could contribute reasonably. He, yeah. he wouldn't be good with it. He just would have it naturally. Like, yeah, he yeah. doesn't seem like he's gonna let you go first or anything. He would no, not be a like generous he, lover. Yeah, and uh, this is one of those things. I feel like this happens a lot when you watch shows from the '90s, where you're like, you couldn't say any of this stuff now. Like, oh, the, yeah. The back and forth between him and his wife, I'm like, oh my god! Like, Twitter would explode if this was a new episode <laughs> of a show. We'll get into that as we go, but um, yeah, he's not—he's not a progressive man. So <laughs> apparently, Patrick Duffy was recently in the well-known TV series "Welcome to Sweden," hmm. and uh, I've never, I've never heard. Has to say that it's well known. It feels like it's not well known. <laughs> like, 
and he was in a TV movie called The Christmas Cure, which I'm sure appeared on Hallmark. Yeah, it was probably one of those, like, put Christ back in Christmas <laughs> yeah, movies. With Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Joey. <laughs> like a, a dog saves the day. Yeah. <laughs> like a day. <laughs> So we open with the code man in the kitchen, and the audience just goes, you know, every time, too, not just at the beginning, every time he comes into a scene. It's weird, too, because it's like the episode opens cold open, and he's just standing there for about a second. A cold (laughs) open. Good good one, Ryan. Thank you. And then uh, a code open. And then, uh, did I ruin it? (laughs) You know, you're killing it. Like, these layers on layers, man. It is a code open and a cold open and a, like influenza cold open oh right it's okay. all kinds of colds man this is layered i i just now got your joke um so and then it's weird because he's just standing there in the middle of the scene and then there's kind of like a, a minute like not a minute like a second <laughs> and like then yeah definitely is. and then the audience hoots and you're like it's not like he enters the kitchen and they hoot it's like he's just standing there and then <laughs> They turn on the hoot sign, but every pretty much every time he's in any scene, they all hoot. This was just a hoot happy audience, though, because even yeah. later when JT just walks in, everyone hoots, and I don't think JT's worthy of a hoot. I'll just put it. I, oh, yeah, <laughs> I was pretty surprised by that. I would only hoot for Dana, who yeah. when she comes in, nothing happens. When she come when she comes in, I do think that Cody calls her Doctor Data Burger. All right, like she calls him like some some kind of phrase for nerd that doesn't make any sense to me at all, and I think it's Doctor Data Burger. I don't know if either of you guys caught that, but I thought that was very no. strange. Like, I think it's just not... Cody talk, which is like just take something the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would say and put it in a blender, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. they were yeah, like, exactly. "What would what would Keanu Reeves say if he was on <laughs> yeah. the show?" Anyway, Keanu Reeves, and he's he's uh, really turning up to eleven with this cold thing in a way that feels like a high school forensics team or like a high school uh, acting thing where it's like, no, no, they have to really know you have a cold. So like. Yeah. Oh, like he's making all these like serious like sound effects. He's making all these boat noises. Yeah, he's, he's really got this like he's a old boat boy. He's, he's, the original he's boat hauling boy. a ton of silt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, the premise is he has a cold. Dana suggests what natural remedies at the health food store, and uh, that's the cold open basically, right? There's not anything. Yeah, no. it's setting up a B plot, which it doesn't resolve at all. Yeah, and then they introduce a C well, plot halfway through as well. I I will say though that the cold open has a million times more to do with the episode than the post credits, <laughs> which we're going to talk about yeah. for an hour. <laughs> so let's wait because I almost turned it off because I was like, oh, this is the beginning of the next episode because yeah, exactly. it's so completely unrelated to anything. But we'll get to that. So we have the opening theme. It tells you the show takes place in Port Washington, Wisconsin, yeah. which is how many shows take place there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and you pick know, some, pick a new place. <laughs> <laughs> and those uh, kids are just winning everything at that fair or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. They just get everything they want, don't they? So this is one of those ones where I watch a show a lot. Of, I think I haven't seen an episode of Step by Step in 20 years, I'm going to yeah. say. Um, but it's, it's a, funny, too, because if I could think... This is the, immediately the episode that would come to mind if you said, oh, step by step, like, this is, like, my... Uh, this is my Jesse Takes the Caffeine Pills episode of Step by Step for me. Oh, like, yeah? It's just <laughs> the one that I think of. And there were actually lines in this episode that I didn't know were in this episode that are, like, some of the things I would think of immediately. But it was seeing that roller coaster at the beginning of the yeah. opening credits, the POV roller coaster ride. I was like, oh, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> 
And then the theme song by uh, this whoever did all the yeah. TJF theme songs. Yeah, it, it, the theme song is very weird, like kind of compositionally. It keeps starting over, like it keeps kind of stopping and then building back up into the next part <laughs> rather than transitioning. There are like no bridges. <laughs> it's just like it's super weird. I also hate it when a bunch of children sing the chorus of any song. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, oh, oh, yeah. So, uh, coming in the episode, Suzanne Summers, just like a woman, <laughs> is telling Patrick Duffy how to store the food. And uh, their son, J- <laughs> their son JT, comes in to some wooing. And he's so he gets a, a, a role at the school, which is the crossbar monitor at the girls' high jump. Hit. Yeah, then he goes to get a camera and we never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> Does he never come back in the episode? Nope. <laughs> He's probably killed by all those angry girls. Or he made a calendar out of the photos. Yeah, so so yeah, it was very much just, hey, I'm going to be looking at a bunch of women's asses, parents, I hope you know this. And then he was like, I need to get a camera, I hope there's a zoom button on it. These these parents are incredibly half hands off until they're not. Like, it's, like they don't like they seem pretty like indifferent to their kids in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the one specific thing with yeah. with the, the video game boy. You know? Well, because that's a serious issue. Oh, that would shit. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. like up upskirts are not. Like, yes, this is. It's not like he can that's share. That's a victimless internet, crime, so. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's 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 very weird. And Patrick Duffy is, I think, he's supposed to be meant to be kind of encouraging of this because he's a, you know, a classic horn dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't really come across. Again, they just both feel like they don't really care. Like, <laughs> it's your house. Like, you go do what you want, roommate. Well, he was like, what you should do, if you see a really sweet ass, is you follow her to Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Find out where she's vacationing. Yeah, <laughs> a stalker, son. Like and then also, it. what the hell is the crossbar monitor? That's not a job. That's not a job. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, it's a the crossbar just does it. It's it's a bar. Yeah. yeah. And if it's if it's actually like if it's not a like a tavern, a bar will take care of itself. <laughs> so and then these are the kinds of jokes where you couldn't have a sitcom now and just have like a boy who's pushing girls' boundaries all the time as a constant joke. Like you just can't do that anymore. Mm. I don't think. I mean, you can become the president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a cares. sitcom though. Yeah. Well, it feels like a sitcom, but not a good one. <laughs> so then uh, Mark comes home. He's the Urkel kid. So yeah, I feel like as much as we have a Keanu Reeves knockoff, they're like, let's just have the kid, one of the kids, be a lot like Urkel. Oh. Yeah, they just needed the nerd. And I feel like this kid played this exact character on another failed sitcom before this. Oh, Jerry Maguire, The After Years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get the uh crack research team on this I'm while on we're it. talking. Or they're on it. They're <laughs> on it, yes, because it's not us. Um <laughs> I think this kid is wearing too many layers too. And it's it's a real like minor note and it makes me feel nitpicky, but I kept uh, thinking like what season is this? And in that the post credits we find out it's fall, but people are just outside wearing like almost you know, just wearing tank tops and, and almost nothing, and then this kid though is wearing like three layers of shirt and sweater. Oh. He's a nerd. He gets cold really easily. Is that a nerd thing? I, I was uh, a nerd and I sweat a bunch. Like, yeah, that's true. I guess there's two kinds of nerds. There's like fat nerds and regular. And there's if you're sweaty a fat... nerds and nerds who are always cold. <laughs> yeah. The, the nerds of ice and fire. Like you can you can be one or the other. 
if you if you go into the nerd cl- club and they're getting kind of full, are you a sweaty nerd or a cold nerd? Yeah, we, we only got some, room for so many. We need some more cold nerds to balance it out. Yeah, it's like a Professor we, Layton pu- puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, you do, I, now it, you're definitely a nerd with that yeah. reference. It looks like he was in. I'm trying to figure this out. Like a sitcom called Going Places. Yep, 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 yep. That was the one. I remember that show, and I swear he played that exact character it's possible i don't remember it at all because i remember uh when this show started being like hey it was like they just transplanted that character from (laughs) i i can't find a picture of him Uh, the crack research team is unable to uh find a picture of him online yeah and also he's in beethoven yeah he's also in beethoven and beethoven the second also he was in hey arnold apparently and well, when, you know, when his, Steph- his voice, yeah, his voice, yes, yes, he was not there with like the animation behind him or anything. Uh, and then apparently, like after Step by Step, he just quit acting. Yeah, well, these kids make a ton of money. I yeah, think if they're smart, terrible. he seems like he probably didn't like become a junkie later. So. <laughs> he probably just like went to college and you know, is doing fine now. Let's hope. I mean, let's hope, you know, we'll cross our fingers for, for Mark from Step by Step. So he's upset because he got an A instead of an A-plus on his math test. He's very stressed about it. And it's uh, very clear that he gets his anal retentive behavior from Suzanne Summers, his mother. They, they go to, to pains to clarify that that bother me. Like, cause they, they, so they, they, the opening scene with the cans are setting her up as anal retentive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they say, like, oh, I wonder where you got it from. And I'm like, okay, there, there's the joke. Like, you set yeah. it up and there's the execution flawless step by step you done it and then after that it's like she goes uh what does she say like she goes well how about this and then like does another anal retentive thing like right then and it's like no we remember like it just happened (laughs) Uh, she's like she's like i'm gonna hang a a lampshade on this but i want it to be just right it's like the pacing is not so uh like lightning quick (laughs) <laughs> that we're gonna miss this. Like we spent a lot of time with that can, so like a little like funky business with the food organization in this house. She had to hang the lampshade yeah. on the lampshade. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a lampshade at a drunk party. <laughs> like I'd also like to point out that, that I think Gary's the first person in history to say something about step by step was flawless. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's textbook, baby. <laughs> So then we have a scene. Is this outside when Cody's meditating? Yeah. Because this show's got a couple of sets. It's got a backyard and a kitchen and a living room, right? Yeah. Make use of it all. Yeah. So uh, Dana and Karen, I have in my later notes, right, are watching him. And uh, I don't think anything of consequence happened in this scene, actually. Uh, I think I wrote something. Now he got me all because this is before he comes back and starts doing the the meditation thing yeah right how, how much do you think of the script for him was just like make noise <laughs> like it's just like you know just like indecipherable cody noises because like most of the things he says in this are not words <laughs> uh, he's, he's very animalistic he's doing like remixes though he's like flawlessly blending one song into in, another like 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 uh cohen's cohen's into uh into pop hits yeah yep. like old man river you know pop hits <laughs> like old man river <laughs> i was born in the 90s i know what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah the 1890s <laughs> uh well no he was because this is where he came back from the help like that uh, natural food store but just got oh, okay. advice from a hobo. 
That's what it was. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then he was talking about how he could get a cure for everything, including the heartbreak of psoriasis, and I was very confused by that. Yeah, I don't know what that's even supposed to mean. I'm like, is it just a skin disease? Like, I don't know. And it's like on your elbow. Yeah. Or, I mean, it can be anywhere, but yeah. I'm just, I guess sometimes I look for jokes in sitcoms where there are none to be found. Well, it, it's because it has the cadence of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's, it, you were supposed to laugh at it, but there's no substance to it. It's just like a container that would have a joke in it they forgot to fill. Well, and the whole point of sitcoms is jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you just sort of. They're not sit draws. They're not, they're not like, you know, <laughs> sit, sit flats. Like. They would just be called sits. Yeah, just like watch. I want to watch some situations on Friday. Yeah. Or like it's like sit calm. Yeah, sit calms is pretty good. Yeah. Fair. This show makes much more sense if you just call it situations. Yeah. I'm like yeah, these were situations, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. So speaking of situations, this next scene is just real rapid fire, though. Like I was furiously taking notes in this because. Uh, Patrick Duffy, man, he just... So he's in the living room, (laughs) and he's setting up something on the TV, and uh, being the busybody that she always is, Suzanne Summer's like, what are you doing? And she... Oh, Frank, you're not trying to get the Playboy channel for free again, are you? Now, why would I need the Playboy channel when I have you? Well, she said again, so that suggests right. that yeah. he had already attempted it once before. Keep having this fight. And, and wasn't Suzanne <laughs> Summers in Playboy? Uh, pretty sure she was. Yeah, do you think that was a reference to that, or do you just think it's... Are you bringing uh, that up think, for trivia purposes? I think it was two birds with one stone. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you credit for both. <laughs> and so then she, for some reason, doesn't like it when he says that. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Oh, I see. It's a mood swing day. <laughs> Which is, again, like, these are just things you should always say to your wife. She, she has a profile entry on Playboy.com. Yeah. Which I guess is a thing where they have little, like, biographical things of everybody who's been in Playboy. <laughs> which is weird. My brief search says she was in 1980 and 1984. I just remember the TV movie where Suzanne Somers played herself. And they reenact her... Uh, her her process of being in Playboy and it's one of those things where she's just doing like a really innocuous photo shoot and they're like oh yeah just you know whip your hair and you're just yeah. on the beach and it's fun she's like okay and they're like oh now take your top off and she's like oh oh I, I guess so and you're like yeah like you just didn't know you were going to be in Playboy yeah. magazine because <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with being like yeah they paid me thousands of dollars yeah. oh totally like, yeah, there's exactly. nothing wrong with just, sex work and also don't like what it is the porno magazine mm-hmm. like if you're going to be in a magazine like there's nothing like for a photo shoot for a playboy means one thing uh you know unless i guess you're like a uh, brad pitt or something and it's a weird model thing from later yeah. issue you know mm-hmm. later it's like the or... oscars of uh of porno yeah, yeah you, just, <laughs> you just get it. the criterion of porno yeah. It's, yeah it's weird that he said like i don't need that channel because i have you as well because it implies like a <laughs> a, a weird distance to their naked viewing like a, a weird kind of passivity to it to me. Like I don't need I don't need to look at uh, look at this because I'll just look at you. Like and she's sleeping. Like I don't know. This this felt weirdly sexless to me in an otherwise very sexually uh, secure and healthy relationship. Perfect relationship, a flawlessly executed <laughs> relationship. <laughs> Textbook. 
deep and layered. So then he's like, tough day at the beauty shop, which again sounded really condescending, but I guess she really does work at a beauty shop. Yeah. But oh. even still, I didn't, I didn't like his tone when he said that. <laughs> so then he gets a super video buster, <laughs> which... I, I'm not the only one, but both of you guys were like, that's a Sega Genesis, yep. right? Yeah, <laughs> It's a Genesis, but it looks like a bootleg Genesis. Like, I follow a bunch of accounts that show, like, bootleg toys and stuff, and I'm like, this is like the, they'll show things where it's like the Saga Generator and, like, the Super Nintendo and the PCP-1000 <laughs> and stuff. Um, it looks like that. It's like a bootleg Genesis. Well, that box did seem rather uh, detailed to yeah. just be like a prop, you know? It's a it had a big picture of a Genesis on it. Yeah, yeah. That, but then it had, like, notes on it. Like, I didn't read, you know, I didn't do any, <laughs> yeah. like, the Bruder film. Zoom in and hands. Zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you can't it's see anything weird. on Daily Motion anyway. Yeah, Daily exactly. Motion's, like, where video quality goes to die. Yeah, uh, sorry, you guys. Like, I, uh, what we found, it was, like, clearly someone's, like, VCR taped <laughs> episode that had been transferred to digital. It had, like, the wiggling. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I didn't need the highest quality for. And I'm not paying 99 cents to watch this on YouTube. So. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah, and then I'm. Uh, I'm gonna guess that both of you guys, your your hackles went up when they said it had a 64 bit microprocessor. <laughs> I it, yeah. I didn't. I didn't care for that. I felt I like that it. was that was uh, nerdy. It also did a thing that um, TV shows always do with video games, where as soon as they start, you're in the middle of a sound effect explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as soon as you turn on, like. <laughs> And you're just playing with no credits, no nothing, you know? I had that written down, and I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because someone else will say it. Because it's true. They always are like, here, turn it on. And they press a button, and it's like... Yeah. Well, this wasn't the most egregious example in the history of uh, TV and cinema. But one thing, uh, there's two things I always say TV and movies should just never do anymore is one is have people drive and talk because they never get that right. They never look at the road and they're always like, you know, you might want to actually see if this curves eventually because you're about to go right off. And two is play video games because the, every actor always just mashes buttons completely mm-hmm. without any regard of anything of how video games are actually played. And I guess part of it's just because video game playing is much subtler than any actor wants to <laughs> do. It's, I'm sure you guys have both seen that. Um, I think it's uh, CSI, that scene with the hacker. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, sorry, I didn't catch that one. Uh, there's a really. I haven't seen the episode. It's I've only kind seen of clip. iconic of a clip. Yeah, right? it's very good. It's like this guy. Uh, he, he's this evil, evil hacker, murderer, or something, and he hid his plans inside a copy of Tomb Raider for the Xbox. <laughs> And, like, they come in, they're just like... Like, inside the disc? I don't get it. Um, No, I mean, yeah, that's exactly. Uh, And it's just like, oh, an Xbox is just a hard drive, right? And, uh, you know, the guy's trying... It's like, if you get to level 99, you actually unlock his secrets. And, like, a guy, a CSI guy is trying to play it, and he can't do it. And then the girl's like, let me give it a shot. And she comes over, and she does really well. And they show, like, the – it's not Tomb Raider. I'm sorry. It's uh, Prince of Persia. And the oh, Prince okay. of Persia walks forward, and then the screen just goes – and opens to, like, a DOS prompt <laughs> in, in the middle of the game. <laughs> it's really good. And uh, are you like, there's no level 99 in no, games like No, it makes no sense. Like, yeah. it is just uh, yeah. written by somebody who's heard of a video game. <laughs> yeah. Like, you literally just have to grab, like, an intern and be like, hey, do games work like this? Yeah. Like, no, like, let, let me scribble this on a napkin for you. Like, it's not complicated or anything. Or you could be, like, level 99 of Bubble Bobble from oh, back totally. when games oh, yeah. had levels and score. That's the other thing, too. They're always like, I gotta get the highest score. And it's like, games don't have scores anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, uh, Mark likes the video game, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then we got to another scene in the kitchen, and I don't remember this kid's name. He's the youngest kid. Yeah. The bully. Uh, yeah. Boy. Macaulay? Uh. <laughs> it's Macaulay. He comes mm-hmm. in and says, like, uh, I can't believe that uh, this is afterwards. Where This is where he says, like, Mark failed another math test. And I was like, the motherfucker just had a math test. Like, <laughs> how, like how much time has passed here? Like, what math test are these kids having? I know, and he really, uh, he didn't even retain the information he had before. Like, he <laughs> He's just... losing information from, well, I think, from so Joystick. It's Brendan. And he... Brendan is the youngest yeah, no, kid. He yeah. comes in and he's just like, hey, is Mark home? They're like, no. He's like, great, finally I can get a turn at this video game. So he leaves. That was what my childhood was like. And then, yeah. <laughs> then Mark comes in and he's like, hi, bye. That was my childhood. It was just me walking in and being like, where's the video game I need to go play? <laughs> Screw you, mom and dad. I don't need your love. And then, uh, <laughs> then it was Al who comes in, and she's yep. the one who's like very excited oh, that yeah. Mark failed the yeah. test. Because again, cruel morons! Like, just like I can't believe the the misfortune that fell on this kid. Like, <laughs> he, he's gonna get a whooping. Um, <laughs> well, I can tell you, if I failed the test, I wouldn't be letting my siblings know. But uh, maybe no, I'm just word around school though, because Mark is like, <laughs> what is that? Just word on the street. <laughs> <laughs> or something like, and I was Somebody like, wrote it yeah, on is, a is urinal the, or something. Yeah, is the, is the teacher like sharing test results? <laughs> where's Furpa? Like, where were the? Uh, you know, I, I I had no idea how she found out about that either. Like, maybe they might be in the same math class. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't remember other kids knowing when I did poorly on a test, though. Yeah, like, is, mean, that, is that a thing? I guess I I guess I can conceive of that. I mean, if you're friends or something, but teachers are generally secretive about that kind of thing, right? Yeah. I feel like teachers on TV also always like announce the grades as they hand them out in class. Oh yeah, they'll be like, "David, you got an F minus." <laughs> yeah, just like Gary, you got a B. <laughs> <laughs> so then Mark just savagely attacks. What's his name? Brandon. Um, yeah. Over the controller, and then he's attacking him for the entire commercial break. He goes into like <laughs> nerd rage. Like he... that is, it's like the original nerd rage. This is like the first time it happened. <laughs> But uh, he totally loses control. I love that. For some reason, I always think about it. Like, he's attacking him, and then the commercial comes on, and then it's after the commercial, and he's, like, still, like, ah, kill ya. Has he been doing that for three minutes? But this is another thing TV does wrong, just in general, is addiction, where, like, it always ramps up from zero to ten within, like, five minutes. Like, I'm going to try this joint. I got to smoke pot all the time. (laughs) And to be fair, like you could say like, Oh, they have to do it quickly because they only have 20 minutes. Like sure. There's a, there's a B and C plot in this episode (laughs) that I think take up time that could have been used to better develop this addiction. Actually, because he says uh, when his cold is over, it's been seven to 10 days. So we can assume that happened. We'll find that out later. But so I'm going to say this is about a week later. Like a week has passed. Yeah, no, it's less than a week. I think this is like the next day or something. He, because but he had another he, math test. So let's say he has a math test every but week. When he goes to the <laughs> group at the end, they say it's been a week since he started playing video games. You're right. Yeah. Oh. That's after. So the whole time we're dealing with is a week. So maybe okay. this is like three or four days later. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, still pretty pretty quick. And like there's a hickey subplot that doesn't need to be there. But like, I don't know time, where that came yeah, from. I can't believe we didn't get resolution on that. Like I'm pissed. <laughs> I did. We all learned a valuable lesson and about hickeys. And to be fair, regardless but... of how much time literally you have in a sitcom, there's always like 
days that can pass that you could be like it's been a month or something. You yeah. didn't have to set it within a week of its own. Like it's it's very easy to establish time passing. Yes. Writers have been doing it in screenplays <laughs> since time immemorial. Like it's, it's a real one oh one level trick. Exactly. I mean you can just literally just write yeah. a month later on the screen. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's simple and effective. It would work. How awesome would it have been instead of doing that, uh when Duffy came in he just had a huge beard. And that's how they show the time passing <laughs> He said, you started playing this game all the time when I started growing this beard. Now my beard is huge. It's the same day I ran out of razors, son. <laughs> I couldn't afford more razors because I bought you that damn video machine. Yeah, because I apparently can't afford the Playboy channel because I don't understand. I don't know what the economics of this family is. Well, speaking of which, think about, like... The childhood fantasy of like a parent being like, "You're getting too many straight A's. Here's a video game to distract you." No, little <laughs> oh, Mary Sue. <laughs> Not how it happened for me. So then Suzanne Summers is like, first you're fighting with Brendan, and what's this? I hear about a D on a math test, and you're like, "No, you got the order wrong." Yeah, exactly. You yeah. heard about the D. Just don't say first at the beginning of that. Yeah. And <laughs> you specifically said that. So then they agree that Mark gets no video games during the week, mm-hmm. which seems reasonable, yeah. actually, and seems like that would be the end of this whole problem, really. <laughs> well, at least, like, finish your there. homework first. Yeah. You know, yeah. Some you kind can... of control. Yeah, um, for the most part, I'm on Mark's side on this episode, but, like, I think that, like, you know, uh, a little bit of control is, is uh, probably well earned. Yeah. So have you struggled with video game addiction, Gary? You know, now that it's my work, it's hard to, (laughs) like, it is, it is hard to say. When I was young, uh, I definitely had my Nintendo Fever episodes and definitely uh, it did impact my quality of life where I would do things like, um, you know, uh, rent videos for way, way, video games for way too long Uh and get kicked out of every video store in my hometown, (laughs) Uh, you know, before they like took credit cards. So nothing ever happened. I just couldn't rent videos anymore. Um, and like would avoid social engagements when I would get very addicted to things. Hmm. Um, what what is the what game were you most addicted to ever? Uh, as far as just like the the amount of time over a long period of time, I can't say. But my most embarrassing kind of like uh, mainlining video game thing was playing Final Fantasy VII uh-huh. in its uh, entirety over the course of a weekend with nothing of subsistence other than a case of Coke and a box of cordial cherries. God, uh, oh, how <laughs> so old were you? I like I think I was like seventeen. Were you so, just doing it because you liked it? I just because I liked it. I was just like way, way into it. It's really embarrassing. It's one of the more like I mean, it's twenty years ago, but I still feel like shit about it. So, and my body has like new yeah. organs and and atrophied uh, <laughs> things from eating a box of cordial cherries over the weekend. Is my soul? Yeah. Why didn't you order a pizza or something? Because uh, I had I had no money or anything. I just like ate. My mom worked all the time. Uh, okay. When she and I just lived together. I was between stepdads. And, uh, the, uh, so I, I was literally right. looking for a step-by-step situation to, to come, uh, fix me. But instead, uh, I just like <laughs> what was around the house and it was a box of like, and I hate cordial cherries, man. Like it is so fucking oh. disgusting. Like it was I, pretty gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, and yeah. I, it wasn't like a, a speed run or anything. It was a 72 hour weekend. It was like a, th- probably like a three day weekend, like a Friday through Sunday. <laughs> and it, I probably was like 50 hours, uh, that I put in, um, conservatively mm-hmm. like probably about 50 hours so it's not it's not my Jesus. best moment yeah and then i got better uh and now i can like talk to people and and, and have some degree <laughs> of moderation um <laughs> now you only play for 30 hours straight well again it's my work though so it's like i just do it instead of other stuff oh man 
Well, now, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, and I'm also talking about like obs- the obsessive quality of addiction, yeah. you know, where you like couldn't yeah, stop. For sure, like I've mostly shaken that off. I remember when my parents like first got a Nintendo. I was like in like second grade, and then, well, just one of the memories I have is I think I spent like a Saturday or something and got up at like eight in the morning and then played Super Mario Brothers for like five hours straight. Until my dad realized I just played, like, for five hours and got a little mad at me. And I was like, I don't think you should be playing for the rest of the day. And I was kind of pissed about that. But what amazes me about that is in my five hours of play, I got to level 3-1, I think. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, I don't even know how I could have tolerated that in any aspect these days. Of like, how can I just play, like, the same levels for, like, hours at a time, just never making any progress? But then, yeah, I got addicted to Final Fantasy VII in a bad way in high school to the point that I leveled up all the characters to level 99 and got, beat like... the weapons and... Oh, yeah, and gotten three batches of Master Materia so I could have a super party. And, of course, it doesn't do you any good. Well, oh. I, <laughs> the problem is I could be, I'm, a, I'm a completionist despite my better nature, even though I don't want to. So even to this day, like, I I make sure it doesn't really affect my quality of life now. You know, I try not to miss any social engagements. But so then I'll play, like, a Bethesda game for, like, months on end, and then finally I'll look at, like, my time counter, and I'll just start questioning a lot of life decisions after that. Because I try to do everything. Any of that stuff in aggregate is just crazy. Like, if I look at... um... Probably the video game that I played the longest amount of time of any of them is The Binding of Isaac. And yeah. between all of the incarnations of that, like I'm like a good chunk north of a thousand hours. <laughs> and I just think about like, wow, a thousand hours. <laughs> I mean, it's over the course of a long time, but not yeah. that long. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So it, it's a, it can be a pretty bad feeling. Mm, yeah, when I see it get yeah. up to like 200 hours, I'm just like, uh. <laughs> this isn't. And half the time, like especially with Bethesda game, now that we have to turn this into a video game podcast, it's not even fun by the end of it. But that's a whole yeah. different thing. It's weird and compulsive, but not, yeah, not fun. Yeah, is this Ryan? Is this where you say, um, like, this has never happened to you, and you just dunk on us nerds? <laughs> <laughs> what a couple of losers! So uh, I, like yourselves, would say I was most addicted to in high school Final Fantasy VII, which might surprise you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you would be a cool jock in high school, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that there is something about that game that just, like, got into your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I remember, you guys are going to agree with me a bit, I remember having, like, intense dreams about it while mm-hmm. I was playing it and stuff. Like, it was, like, lodged in your subconscious. There was, like, it was almost unpleasant. But I didn't play it a ton. Like, I've never been great. I've never been great about playing video games all the time. Um, because I do enough waste of time stuff, so I always feel guilty if I play games. Like, like mm-hmm. I j- just recently played the new Zelda, and I would say I got obsessed with it, which means I played it for, like, two hours before I went to bed for three <laughs> weeks. Yeah. And I felt really bad about it. And then the other game I've played insanely in terms of if I clocked all the hours, would be Super Punch-Out on Super Nintendo, mm. which uh, I would just, like, play while I was doing other stuff because I got so in tune with it. But that's, like, my all-time great game that I love the most. That's a very good game. Yeah, I yeah. love that game. Good choice in obsessive uh, <laughs> subjects. Thank you. Okay, cool. I'm glad we had that talk, I feel. Are we all <laughs> are we all bonded by having been obsessed with Final Fantasy VII at some point in our youth? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. I think it's a bomb <laughs> yeah. that we all... <laughs> I can see Gary's like, face. He's like, no. This is like no. three families that came together. This is like Stand uh, yeah. By Me, except more intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a cast of thousands, tens of thousands. It's, it's, like, it's like we're all just staring at a dead kid together. Yeah. Yeah, a dead girl, actually. it's Her name was Aerith, Ryan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it depends on what translation. I cried. So then Suzanne Summers and Patrick Duffy are in bed together, and there's these horrible explosion sounds. So I'm going to ask you guys something. Is Suzanne Summers naked in this scene? <laughs> no, I thought the same thing. She does. It's kind of a skin. Her. It's like a nighty that's kind of her skin tone, so it's tough to really... She's wearing a flesh suit. Yeah, exactly. She really looked naked. But she doesn't help herself by, like, waking up and continually to cover herself with the cover. Yeah. Which is just a move that only happens in TV, because usually you just wake up, you don't care who sees you, because you're... I remember even as a kid watching this show and being like, their marriage is weirdly overtly sexual. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, one of the only other episodes I remember is when they all go on vacation and Suzanne Somers is too uptight, and then Patrick Duffy just, like, gives her an orgasm, and then she sings the girl from Ipanema afterwards. <laughs> like, that's one, of the, that's one of the other scenes from this whole show that I remember. You know, I was go- I was thinking this show was trash, but you've just completely turned my opinion of this show Turn around. Turn it around, yeah. So then she makes Patrick Duffy go see what the booming noises are, and he's like, Ah, yeah. oh, sure. They want equal pay, but I gotta take a bullet. <laughs> Which, women, you know? Yeah. yeah whoa. Um, mm-hmm. it, but it's like he's he's being sexist, but he's not making a point because he, like, I mean, it, so removing the obvious that they're acting like idiots, like there, there's obviously there's no like miniature war going on downstairs. Like, <laughs> why are there like, bombs going off and, and stuff? But he's, he's having fun with it. Like he gets his golf club, he puts on his golf gloves and stuff. <laughs> so that like, like kind of shitty sexist comment for something you don't even believe is true. Like yeah. this is sexist on multiple levels. It's, it's a sexist statement. Also, it's like, Hey, my wife is genuinely scared, but I like, you're an idiot. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to do this bit uh, in the face of your terror. I think we all would say, as kids who maybe snuck to go play video games when we weren't supposed to, you just turn the volume yeah, down. Yeah, you know to turn the volume down. Yeah. That's how you know this kid has never done anything he was not supposed to ever before this. It's character building, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it is It is just, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty shitty scene from Patrick Duffy, and that is one of the places, the three different places I have in my notes of why are they together. Uh, it's just a thing. It's like, what does Suzanne Summer see in this guy? Even though, again, that girl from Ipanema thing, like, I think it's laying greens to this dynamo in the sack. Uh, kind of she she squirts, man. She squirts yeah. for him. Yeah. So then he's all frantic when they try to get him to stop, right? Yeah. Mark, you turn that thing off right now. No way, I'm just about to win. Mark, here he Mark, you are out of control. No, I'm not out of control. You can't be a master of the universe if you're out of control. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like tweaked out or something. I don't. He has Nintendo fever. Well, and she, yeah. he like Patrick Duffy like gr- like puts him over his shoulder like a potato sack. Like, and it's not his kid. Like, it, it's very like it's very physical. Um, and then he tries to karate chop him and stuff. Like, it's it's literally they have to drag him away to put him to bed. I was hoping it would cut to him being like chained to the bed or something. Which is, after this, because he's going to get up and do this again. Could they talk to like an actual like family where a kid's gotten addicted to a video game and how they really act? Because if you get caught, you just like, oh, oh sorry, and then you go to bed and then plot your next time you're going <laughs> to yeah. sneak 
to play it again. Well, maybe we'll... No, nah, I was going to say let's wait to the end, but, like, how real is this? Like, <laughs> is, this a, is this even a, a thing? That I mean, I know you can be addicted to anything. You can be addicted to, like, sure. eating uh, clay masks mm-hmm. or whatever. I watch that in my Strange Addiction show sometimes. <laughs> but um, they're always eating weird stuff. Like, I'm addicted to gnawing it's on wood. It's all pika. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the time. But, uh, so, I mean, you can be addicted to anything, but is video game addiction, like... True addiction, like a real issue. Uh, I don't. Uh, I would say <laughs> probably yes, in the fact that you can kind of just get addicted to anything. And the real definition of addiction can change, but I'd say it's just if it's truly aff- adversely affecting your life. And I think that can happen to people with video games. I mean, and certainly now that with the proliferation of mobile games, I know people have like. Dump well, their it's life. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. They use the same gambling, gambling techniques to like yeah. make your brain just go crazy for it, and then they go bankrupt playing like Bejeweled or whatever. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. whales. They call them. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. It, it's a really kind of gross terminology, but like mm-hmm. I think it does happen, but I don't think it is. Uh, I think this is one of the least accurate portrayals of it. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, I think it can happen, but not like this. If a kid is acting like Marcus, that's not video game addiction. That's a whole different kind of mental illness that's happening to him. Well, and I, I want to talk about it more at the end, but it seems like the video games are just a stand-in for anything because this kid just has this like this this nervous yeah. issue, mm. and it's really about that. But it's never about that in terms of anything they talk about. And that makes this whole thing very tragic because it's very clear that he needs some kind of outlet for his neuroses. And uh, as soon as he tries to express one, even if he's doing it in kind of a misguided way, instead of like treating it, it's like, let's take you to an expert to stamp this down. We're again getting to the end, but like where a circle of people will make fun of you until you're shamed into submission. (laughs) And like presumably the next episode, he goes back to being the uptight A plus math nerd. Yeah, uh, and never gets that release. Yeah, like this yeah. is this is the the origin of his therapy. Like this is like the the sitcom or the spinoff thing that they would do on Mark, and this is the origins episode that explains all the problems he has. <laughs> uh, okay, well we'll come back to it because yeah. there's more. So then we're in the kitchen. This is the part where Dana is trying to study, and Al is just using the slinky <laughs> for for a minute. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so long. Like I'm just using the slinky. It's the way to say it. Where it's like. And specifically to just annoy Dana. Like, yeah, she's he... not even making it go downstairs or no. anything. She's just it's holding just it. Just the noise. She could just be banging on a pot. <laughs> like, it, it just, that would have been better. An astounding, like, it's art film. Like, put it in black and white and just have the words, like, mother, death, father, like, across the bottom. Yeah. Dana it's, it. it's like an Andy Warhol movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Cody comes in and the audience is like, woo! So then Karen, the older sister, comes in and she's got a hickey, which is like a real 11th hour subplot. <laughs> well, before the, the, the C-plot with the hickey starts up, um, Cody comes in because he's welded a bunch of garbage together. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't even going to bother with that. <laughs> I, I just had this moment of feeling a little bit bad for Cody where it's like he's just trying to make like outsider heart yeah. and people keep challenging him. Like I had a moment of mad- admiration for Cody who I otherwise hated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But he's, his character he's not my is favorite executed flawlessly. Yeah, and Karen, and this is when I was like, how many kids are in this family? Now Karen's got a subplot about a hickey? Like, Jesus, I can't they even keep, keep up with all these kids. They did do a good job of giving everyone at least a moment. Yeah, so. they, they definitely, yeah. this was like, how can we get everybody, all the actors who we paid and thus have to pay because of union reasons, <laughs> like screen time. 
just to like they're show like, if, up. If we're paying these kids, yeah. they're gonna say something. Yep, show up, talk there's about teenager women ass, and then you can leave. And uh, <laughs> there's, there's the another catering. like thing here that has the cadence of a joke, but is something no one ever says. Where Cody says like. Uh, is it the the mark of the oh like the mark of the love Jones and uh, the girl with Hickey says no it's the mark of Steve Jones yeah. and it's like I get Steve Jones was the guy who sucked on her neck but mark of the love Jones isn't a thing like no one's ever said that before <laughs> yeah. I I know what those words mean separately but it's not an expression mm-hmm. yeah I was more forgiving of that than I can't remember what he said earlier that didn't make sense but he's 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 a nonstop stream of nonsense he lives in a car <laughs> like he. I feel bad for this kid at this point, but like, uh. speaking of which, then he does this free association thing. And this is the other thing I remembered from like step-by-step as a series is this free association. He does. Ricky. Ricky. Ricky Nelson. Ozzy Nelson. Cole Nelson. Full house. Little Michelle. Seashell, turtle shell, turtleneck. Dude, that's it. What's it? Turtleneck. Wear a turtleneck, dude. Hickey goes away. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was in this episode. I was like, oh, that's this episode too when this mm. was on. Um, which eventually arrives at him telling her to wear a turtleneck. End of C plot. Well, he, yeah. he initially tries to like heal it with his hands, and that doesn't. Oh work. yeah, and it's kind of weirdly right. sexual, and I was a little uncomfortable with it. But you know, well, they're not they're not biologically related. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that's cool. actually fine. And guess <laughs> what, buddy? Fine. You're not biologically related to any of them. So <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um, you, I've done a 180. Like, like the, the hippie medicine thing is going to make him heal it from a distance with like magic out of his hands. Like <laughs> it, it is almost insufferably stupid. This people like, it's like really like dumb. And then, and then he says between the known and the unknown lies the code man. And I was like, does that mean something? <laughs> well, then Dana says, now I know why he ha ran for 21 years. Yeah. Uh, and Which is fair. But he's in California. Like he's he's not that kind of idiot. He's yeah. a different kind of idiot. Like <laughs> he is about That's a very true. specific kind of idiot. <laughs> That's true. Good point. Mm-hmm. Astute observation. <laughs> Thank you. A, a chink in the otherwise flawless armor of step by step. I know, man. It's like it's gonna come crumbling down now. So then we go to Video Addicts Anonymous, a group meeting. So is there's no real thing like this, right? I wouldn't think so. I mean. I'm sure there's some, like, kid, child, you know, addicts anonymous kind of thing where if kids... But you wouldn't think there'd be enough of specific kinds of addicts. Like, maybe... Not in this town in Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, and when also, um, I guarantee this was a thing in the 80s when parents were like, if you take your kids to arcades, it's a den of inequity. Like, (laughs) some people made money, like, deprogramming kids Mm -hmm. uh, unethically, I bet. Uh, but nothing like this. Like, this has a, a veneer of uh, kind of, you know, sensibility to it and a bunch of kids who are participating in it and who are successful. Like, this is definitely, like, fake. Like, these kids acting like an adults yeah. in AA. And they all know, like... Well, and this is one of those things, again, where I was like, how seriously am I supposed to take this? Because it's, like, full-on, like, an AA meeting, and there's a humor to that because yeah. it's it's trivializing this idea of video game addiction and it's sort of formalizing it as a parody of a real thing but it's also trying to sort of make you 
take it seriously, like equally. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. And I, I didn't know what to make of that. I still don't like. So again, we're you know twenty one minutes into twenty three minutes of show, <laughs> and I'm not. I wouldn't. I remember watching this the first time, and. In about one minute from now, I'm like, oh, I guess this was a very special episode. Like, that was supposed to be serious. <laughs> yeah, it's... Well, it's just how over the top he is that, like, because of the the nature of how they had him act, having some sort of Alcoholics Anonymous type meeting was the only logical ending point because he was insane and <laughs> they weren't addressing it. Instead of, like, him them just setting some limits and him abiding by it he started or just going like into getting rage. rid of the video game system yeah. you know just like you can't we're getting rid of that but he might end. have murdered them in their sleep the way it's true <laughs> good point but so yeah um okay because uh, well we don't need to talk about the aa host guy but i feel like that guy was on tv a lot probably in our youth i was looking does, him up he does that vicious burn to Duffy, where it's like they don't get along. He's like, "Yeah, marriage counseling is down the, yeah. the hall." And then, and then you, I was like, "I'm like, oh, Duffy's gonna hit him." And then that doesn't happen. Instead, Duffy's like, uh, "Where is that down? You know, where's the meeting?" And I was like, "Whoa, like, okay, like that's you guys like fight. Like, get, like you were such a terrible, terrible husband. Like Suzanne Summers, uh, get out." I just checked because uh, I, I I just assumed that guy played Johnny Cochran in something, <laughs> but I guess I guess he didn't. Oh, oh man, missed opportunity. I know, I know. Well, it's not too late. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're due for yet another OJ thing after recent events. Yeah, you're probably. So right. then, uh, yeah. So then we see the meeting, and uh, there's this kid. I thought it was Joaquin Phoenix for a second, mm-hmm. but it's some other kid who's been in a bunch of crappy junk yeah at one point one of the kids you know you're like you're a video game addict to mark and he's like no i'm not he's like denial is the first sign of a video game addict and i'm like that's a real catch 22 right there then there's no right answer to your video game addict right (laughs) it's true it's inescapable (laughs) everyone is yeah um it's also the he kind of like there's a weird little like flirty moment with that red-haired girl because when she's whatever she says to him like she's kind of coquettish when she says it and it's weird (laughs) Like she's just like now you're angry or so it's, it's a very weird moment. <laughs> but like, then he's like, "Shut up, Red!" And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's setting up a will they won't they that will last four seasons. <laughs> I thought Mark was ready to start his own YouTube channel at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Red. Yeah, the, uh, the competitor YouTube Red. Yeah. Keep women out of my video games. So again, we have about a minute left, and I'm still not even aware that this is a special episode. <laughs> And then they're like kind of deprotting him to admit these things, and then he just has this outburst. How are you sleeping? Sleeping? Yeah, hard to turn that game off and go to bed. It's none of your business. Do you always have to get to the next level? Leave me alone! Is it tough to go to sleep if you haven't got the highest score? But I always have the highest score! I always get to the next level! I'm the best! I am Mark the Terminator Foster! Okay, Mark. We're your friends. I'm Mark Foster. I'm a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a weird thing for somebody to say after a week of gaming. Like, I am the greatest. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's also um, the, one of the big things they use against him to make him admit he has a problem is talk about his grades. And in watching this as an adult, I kept thinking, like, look at this kid's, like, generously in sixth grade. How much do your sixth grade <laughs> grades actually matter as an adult? True. Like, not whatsoever. Like, this is very, very strangely, like, you know, I, I, I was more firmly on Mark's side in this point. Like, again, thinking of him sympathetically, like. Let the kid play some games. No, you're not wrong. Although I would say if he's getting straight A's and you get a video game system, suddenly immediately dips to D's, you might want to investigate. Yeah, you got to pull up a little bit. Yeah, like, he, like get him up to B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just his life fell apart in a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he started beating up people. And... It's true. He is, yeah, he's out of control. <laughs> that is true. Violent, violent uh, things. Maybe I just admire his spirit. <laughs> So then he's like, yeah, I'm I'm Mark, and I have a problem, and that's it. <laughs> <Yep>. Credits. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard when that happened because the pacing of this is so all over the place. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, we, they're just going to wipe over the lengthy recovery that comes yeah, from this. Well, that's, that's any sort of addiction and stuff. Yeah. I always knock shows for tackling an issue in 22 minutes, mm-hmm. and I always give them credit for being more open-ended. But mm. this was just like, what? Yeah. Like, again, I don't even know if it's a joke until the last 10 seconds that it sort of forces me to take it seriously. Which, so again, I guess we already covered this, but yeah, the video games are a symptom yeah. of your real problem, <laughs> yeah, it, which is some sort of social condition you have. It's, this episode would have been very different if instead of his dad getting him a, a video game system, one of his friends like gave him a beer. Yeah. Like, Mark would be dead. <laughs> like, like many times over like butt chugging by the end of the yeah he'd be living in the trunk of that car in the driveway uh blood on his hands sneaking in at night to do laundry and the plot would have been largely the same they would have heard the washing machine and been like oh it's a killer and it's really him trying to wash the blood out of his clothes from the hobo he killed for a night train swig <laughs> like 2 a.m in the costco they're like you you should give that kid a video game system to keep him from getting addicted to anything that will actually harm him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a thousand times worse. His GPA will flatten out on the curve, but you can't wash a murder. Out. There's, no, uh, there's no curve. We don't grade murders on a curve in this country. It's just very odd. But I just remember seeing this as a kid, even, and being like, wait, what? At the end of this, just like, oh, okay. It just being laughably bad. I mean, I never thought these shows were good, even in my youth. But this was a real standout... A uh, groaner of a moment, I would say. Mm. And it's also, who is this for? Like, did anyone <laughs> see this? Because even the bad special episodes, we can go, okay, well, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, whatever, you drank beer when you were 15 and you shouldn't have, and you can watch this episode or whatever. Uh, this is like, uh, did any kid see this and go, oh, yeah. I don't think that any kid saw this and thought video game addiction happened. I hope no parents saw it and were like, you know, my, my little boy is not beating up people and, and getting bees, <laughs> but like, I'm going to have to like Google or not Google. I'm going to have to white pages a, a video game addiction. No. Like but, how many kids Super Nintendo's got taken away <laughs> because of this? What blood on Duffy's hands? I know. <laughs> I'm sure there was like some 60 minute segment that went over like kids addicted to video games that one of the writers saw and then just had that light bulb that said he could get paid for a week just off of this yeah well so that's my question because generally special episodes like 
someone decides, like, okay, we're going to get serious for a minute and talk about a serious issue. But I can't tell if this was like, oh, yeah, we need to tackle this issue of video game addiction. Or if they were like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if he had video game addiction? And then it just kind of got serious at the Like, yeah. I don't even know what their intention, if this is supposed to be taken seriously or not. No idea. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you. So, did any, did any of you guys question your own uh, actions from this? <laughs> no more no more than I usually do. Yeah. <laughs> I questioned watching a step-by-step episode by the end yeah, of it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sooner or later, we're going to do an episode, a sitcom episode where, like, a guy, like, watches shitty shows all the time and <laughs> records podcasts about it and, like, pretends to be above it but actually just wants to watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> this, this episode really speaks to me. I know. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'd be like, that never would happen. <laughs> so then, so then, we get to the post credit sequence, which was baffling to me. Because, uh, like I said, I almost turned it off because I was like, oh, this is just a weird uh, daily motion video, and it's actually the beginning of another episode. Because it's like, yeah. happy Halloween. Yeah, ABC yeah. Halloween tie-in. And, and then it's all Halloween, and you see Mark, yeah. and he's got no, he's not talking about his video game addiction or anything. He's like, oh, I'm going to be this for Halloween. Like a data programmer or something? He's going to be a science nerd or something like that. Yeah. And the whole is. house is all Halloween decorated. Yeah. And then the only reason you even know it's the same one is because now Dana is sick and she does, like, Cody's mantra as a callback. Yeah. But why is it Halloween? Did you guys think she was going to pull out the game system? Like, I, I <laughs> yes! Thought she was gonna be, I yeah. did! Yeah. Like, she's like, oh, she's faking being sick to play video games and it's like, dun, 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 dun. Addiction <laughs> runs in this family. Well, um, and it would have it would have made it tie up yeah. better, too. Yeah. The, the, the sickness subplot didn't go anywhere and didn't need to end. I... I think it was just there to give, like, Cody, like, people who needed Cody meat to, like, you know, throw, throw something in the bang wolves of, of horny uh, Cody fans. But you know what subplot did need to end? The, the video game addiction oh, yeah. one. <laughs> and it doesn't. It doesn't. We saw he's fine. He went to one of those meetings. They said, don't do that. And then he didn't... But you guys, why is it Halloween? I know. I know. I, I that just had to be like programming, like yeah. uh, you know, all of the, it's it's Halloween on on TGI Friday, you know, and they just every show has to have a Halloween tie-in, and this is just their weak ass Halloween tie-in. But it was just oh, what <laughs> I I don't think it's well well executed. I think it's one of the okay. rare things you can say it's not well executed. But I think that it is uh, probably <laughs> that's the idea. I feel like. They were filming this episode, and they're about to film whatever, you know, post-credits thing they wanted, and suddenly they got a call from the higher-ups that this episode was going to be the Halloween episode, and they're like, yeah. shit, let's get to some sort of weird party city or whatever, buy some... Uh, yeah. <laughs> this isn't director, get me some cobwebs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> to me, it was like one of those like levels of crappiness that you can't even do on purpose. It's like, <laughs> not only are we going to have a total nonsense theme about video game addiction that doesn't go anywhere or mean anything but at the very very end for no reason it'll be halloween for 30 (laughs) seconds and we're gonna have mark show up and be perfectly normal yeah that's that's intentional like it was so nobody would think he was like in a ditch somewhere clutching a game boy (laughs) you know what i bet they might actually mandated it just to have him be fine at the end just to kind of change the tone of the ending I also thought it was weird that they decorated inside their house and they weren't having a party. <laughs> yeah. Like during Halloween, huh. like you put Halloween decorations on the outside, but unless you're having a Halloween party, you don't just have those cobwebs up 
inside for all of October. Yeah, this wasn't just like a few decorations, like let's put out a pumpkin or something or in a pillow or whatever. It was like fully decked out. To, yeah. I don't know. What a weird family. <laughs> I know. So let's to wrap up. Gary, what did you learn from this episode? Boy, what did I learn? Um, <laughs> like a lot about... Uh, about step by step, really. <laughs> okay, I think that's probably the number one thing I learned was it gave me an excuse, and I can say this uh, with one hundred percent sincerity: I would never have a reason to read the step by step wiki from front to or Wikipedia entry from front uh-huh. to back if it not for this show. So, I, did I, you read it? Yeah, like the Wikipedia, not the wiki, like not the oh, the extended fandom. Uh, the names of the kids. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> and and weird stuff that happens later in the season, like um, Cody moves in and they have a baby. That goes from a baby in one oh. season and becomes a five-year-old in the next season. Yeah, every every show, even good shows, do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, so they they definitely have a baby. So there's some evidence of like you know summers on Duffy action. Oh um, yeah, but yeah, I learned a lot about step by step. Not a whole lot about video games, um, yeah. or addiction, but a lot about step by step. Well, that's good. Well, you're welcome, Gary. Oh, you're right. You're, thank you. Thank you very much, <laughs> David. What did you learn? I just learned to stay away from the video blaster or the super video blaster. <laughs> I believe that is. What, yeah. So maybe it's just that one system. <laughs> yeah. That does this oh, too. my God. Like a needful things kind of. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like... <laughs> I think like it was created with orphan tears or something. Yeah. <laughs> Your son needs Sounds to be distracted, right. does he? <laughs> <laughs> so, so just stay away from it. Okay. I, I will. I'll continue <laughs> yeah. to. It'll be very difficult. Yeah. And I'll keep that out of my vintage video games collection. I learned that there's two kinds of nerds, sweaty or cold. Yeah. <laughs> true. I would be the former right now. Yeah, right now I'm definitely in the sweaty category. <laughs> so maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe i a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> well, cool. So, Gary, I find you uh, captivating. Where can I find oh. you online? <laughs> Thanks, baby. Um, you can find me uh, at duckfeed.tv for my podcast stuff. Cool. Um, I also did an episode with you guys of the Save by the Bell Review podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think, which was really fun. Which episode was it? Do you remember? Uh, it was the one where they went to the mall to get U2 tickets. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Um, and the, um, and that's another thing that like I would not have read the, the Save by the Bell Wikipedia entry, if not. Um, and, and then, you know uh, what? I, I wrote the Save by the Bell Wikipedia. <laughs> are you actually are you cited in any Wikipedias for this uh, weird sitcom obsession you have? Oh. I don't know. Probably oh. not. I don't think I have a Wikipedia. I, I feel like I'm fairly accomplished for someone that has no Wikipedia profile. And not, not necessarily you having a pro. I mean, yeah, that, that like, is true, well, too. But, like, you being cited on, like, the Full House wiki or something. I think that actually Full House Reviewed is on something. Yeah. I feel okay. like it's been. I think so. That, that's a level of arrival. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I generally. Avoid, and actually, it's become. Full House Reviewed is. Um, I've seen like an Onion articles. It's been like sites have come up like Full House Reviewed oh, yeah. or like it's be, it, for a period when it was at its peak. It was kind of like a quick reference of that type of a site. That's pretty cool. Ah. Um, you can also, if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at G A R Y B H, Gary Ba. And what's your home address? <laughs> it is ryanshouse.com. Uh, psych. <laughs> and David, where can I find Gary online? <laughs> what is Gary's home address? <laughs> What's Gary's address? Yeah, please. Ryanshouse.com. I just learned it. I was just writing it in, in my own blood. <laughs> HTTP. 
you can find me online when I'm not playing video games, which is never uh, at Doctor Bits. That's Doctor spelled out, and at the real. And you can find my writing barely sometimes at therealgentlemanofledger.com. What is that thing called where you stream that you're playing video games? Oh, that's a Twitch. <laughs> Streaming? Twitch, yeah. yeah. That would have been funny if I knew what that was and I could have said that was my thing, but I really blew it. Wait, wait. Um, you can only do that if you're also shouting about, you know, anti-Semitic comments. And yeah, how do, how do you feel about Muslim characters in Overwatch? <laughs> yeah. Because exactly. if it's strongly, you can you can start a Twitch channel. <laughs> I, I, I think I really am outside of this whole thing that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're better off. <laughs> Where can people find you, Ryan? Yeah. Oh, thanks for asking. Huh. Uh, my website is ohyesverynice.com, O-H-Y-E-S, very nice. That's my artwork. Uh, it's also my Twitter handle and my Instagram. Uh, as for my work, let's see. I just had a three-page backup story in Savage Dragon number 225 oh, wow. written by Joe Keating, so that was kind of fun. I don't know if any of you read Savage Dragon, but it's a good time to start. It's a 100-page <laughs> issue that costs $10, so if you've never read it before, go spend $10 on issue 225. You'll have no idea what's going on. Uh, I think that's enough stuff for now. As for the show, we are a very special episode. You can download every episode of our show at a very special episode podcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash avsepod. You can like us, and we have really good discussions and whatnot there. Our twiddle, Twitter, twiddle, did I call it twiddle? twiddle Is that a thing? Twitch. Uh, prob- <laughs> yeah, you can follow us uh, being anti-Semitic on Twitch, apparently. <laughs> uh, our Twitter handle is a- at avsepod. Uh, you can email us at avsepodcast at gmail.com. You can download us for free at iTunes. Please rate and review us. Good ratings only. I don't know why you give a bad review. We're also available on Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. Yay! Yeah. Yay! So that uh, wraps things up for this week. I think we're going to try to keep this TJF train a moving, right? So yeah. we're going to urge our co-hosts to do another TJF episode after this. I'm not sure what it'll be quite yet. That's a good one. We went from Urkel to Mark. Let's see what Friday Night Nerd is next. Until then, why would I need the Playboy channel when I have you? Yeah, that was this AVSC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTB. Was it Austin G, Dr. DB, RAT, or the C What the heck was with that TV? This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, cause we gotta go pee. 